keep your Bibles open if you've got them. We'll be jumping around the scriptures a bit today. But it comes very naturally to me as a human, and particularly in, in this culture, that I would see myself as the centre of the universe. So there's a picture of me at the centre of the universe. Um, you know, my interests, my desires, my needs, they are what's most real to me. In many ways, uh, my experience is my reality. And so my Christianity means that Jesus comes alongside me and is part of my life. He helps me in many ways. Of course, this is true, but it's only one small side of the truth. It's only one angle of the truth. What's even more true, the main angle on reality, is that Jesus is Lord. He owns the universe. He made the heavens and the earth, and he's the main character of the story. I'm actually not the centre of the world, but in him I live and move and have my being. And so my faith actually invites me into an awareness of this reality, invites me to participate with, to know my Lord and Maker. So God is God, I'm Lockie, and being a Christian is less about Jesus following me and more about me following Jesus which has a significant impact on my hobbies and interests. And interests. You know, there's some, there's some good news. God has some good news for my enjoyment of specialty Guatemalan coffee and Liverpool Football Club. But there's also some hard news for my love of consumer products and my addiction to sports on screens. So in this everyday series, we... We looked first at the great command of Jesus to love God and love neighbour. We considered what it might look like to, to love our closest neighbours, the people in our homes and families. Then we saw how Paul preached in Athens, the centre of learning, and, and he preached that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. In him we live and move and have our being. And we asked, what's a Christian vision for learning? Last week we surveyed Jesus' life and uh, particularly his approach to friendship, socialising, celebration, and and we asked what's a a Christian vision for that. And this week I want us to ask what is, how does a follower of Jesus engage with hobbies and entertainment? And we all have heaps of things that we like to do when we chill out. This is an example. Um, Whenever we've done an interview for this series, everyone's mentioned YouTube somewhere in there, Um, you know, or social media. If you open the... um, the screen time bit on your phone, you can um, uh, find out the chilling truth about how much time you spent on, on social networking and entertainment. It breaks it down. And you're like, hey, hey, WhatsApp is not social media. Come on, give me a break. Um, but if our primary call and command in life is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and to love your neighbour as yourself, then is there space for hobbies and entertainment in our everyday lives? The answer is that there is, which is, is good, but it must be in its proper place. So you can draw, you can paint, you can read a book, bake a cake, go to a comedy show, listen to hip-hop, be a foodie, be interested in fashion and design, play Dungeons and Dragons, watch Barcelona, all to the glory of God. You know, there's so much in this wonderful world that we can take delight in, pleasure and wonder in. 
We can be creative, we can be relational, we can be restful with our hobbies. That's the good news. But there's also some hard news. You know, God has given us each day. He's given us people and places to love and serve. So we must steward our time, our our money, our energy, steward even our minds and our bodies well. You know, and, and whilst hobbies and entertainment can be creative, we all know they can become passive as well. Things we like, we can end up loving too much. Addiction and distraction are rife in this age. Melbourne is, is a city of pleasure in, in so many ways, and so we must be wise. The Bible is full of wisdom. So we should seek wisdom like like King Solomon did. But we need the grace of God because you'll notice in King Solomon's story that all the wisdom he had wasn't enough to prevent his weakness, his insatiable appetite for leisure, pleasure and treasure leading to his downfall. So first, the good news, why hobbies and entertainment are great. Paul said in Athens that that we live and have and move up we live and move and have our being in Christ. Paul said in, in his letter to the Romans that for from him and through him and for him are all things. And Paul likes this line, all things. In Colossians he says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. So this is really beautiful affirmation of the goodness of creation here, right? The scriptures affirm that creation is, is good in many ways. In, um, in Hebrews it says, it's, it's through and it's for whom and through whom everything exists is God. In 1 Corinthians, it says everything comes from God. And in this other bit in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul um, is discussing whether the, the Christians should eat food that had been sacrificed to idols. And he says, for us there is but one God, the Father, for whom all things came and for whom we, we live, there's but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. And he says, so go for it. The world is your playground. When you know the truth about Jesus, go nuts, eat good food, but be wise. And, and it's from this theology of, of the goodness of creation that we get the good news about hobbies. You know, in the creation story, God is doing this magnificent creating. There's light, there's colour, there's the sky, the seas, the birds, the land, the animals.